Welcome to Game Wolfing, a collaborative storytelling collective building the world one game at a time. This week, we will be playing Hearts of Magic, Threads Untangled by Erica Shepard. If you like what we're doing here, you can follow us on Twitter at GameWoven, where you can join our Discord. And check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash GameWoven. podcast. Time was stolen amid the fire and blood of chastened battle. Claudius York revealed himself to be Luna One, the first of Lord Vance's shadow agents and the longtime observer of House Ramses. As he was being honest, he revealed that he harbored affection for Luna, and the two allied themselves for the safety and freedom of Shaomir. And then the fight began. In the rain and thunder, Urstella was beset on all sides and physically wounded. Maeve was beset by Nockwith's dying request that she take a side. Circum beset all present, only to be calmed by Maeve, at which point he summoned his bodyguard of two brazen soldiers and throngs of thralls, who beset his victims in his place. Lena and Erstella were driven from the field, leaving Claudius to face Circum. Will he face the Proctor Principium Legus alone, or will Maeve come to his aid? Will she choose the side of one of these two combatants, or has she already chosen herself? So Maeve, I march on you steadily, shrugging off any attacks you throw at me. I told you to run! <laughs> I know what you told me. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't move to attack you. All I, I all I do is is any things that Circum does to like kill me, I'm dodging. I am basically locked eyes with you and approaching. I understand. But it doesn't get any better than him. We have this one chance. But if this is what you choose, you have to kill me yourself. Claudia's thing is a little bit like, fuck, you guys are like, what if Maeve didn't have any of feelings anymore because they've been destroyed? <laughs> Can I interject, though? Because Lena, on getting to the party, was going to be like, you need to invite this person now. I think yes, but timing-wise, I think that if even, like, maybe maybe if Maeve chooses to kill Claudius, then it doesn't quite work enough, but let's let's stay in the response first, yes. I think Strick has regained a great amount of composure very quickly, and he says, oh... Does that mean that you're not coming with us? <laughs> Our work here is, is fairly done and, and quite well. I believe we've came what we've accomplished to do and quite not really much point in sticking around anymore. Did you re-glamour yourself? Or are you still very like, I'm vampire mode right now? It's still vampire mode because I haven't taken the time to think about it. That's fair. I just didn't, because you were like, I composed myself, so I'm like, interesting. I wonder if that includes, mm-hmm. like, the, you know, 
presence of it all. So, Claudius is looking at Maeve, like, very imploring, right? Snaps to circum all the emotion and humanity out of his face and just... You called me damn fear in waiting? Did you ever think about what I was waiting for? And then turns back to me and gives you one last look. Maybe like it starts, but they've consulted to do something. I just like the, the visual of like you see the magic starting to pick up around. We're gonna flip a coin. Oh no! Ah! All right, yeah, that's, I mean. Everyone dab, everyone dab, everyone no. dab. I really Cause I think, I think we can all agree. Whichever side Maeve chooses is which side wins, right? Oh, yeah. So. So, in this moment, you come up to Maeve, and you're looking at her very, very intensely. Circum talks to you, and your attention is snapped directly to him. You say what you say, and you turn back, and as you're turning back, just before you lock eyes with me, you feel this jolt as she kind of swirls her arms around and shoots lightning just fucking straight through you. And then presumably you get invited to a party and disappear. Yeah. Yeah. As the lightning arcs through Claudius' body and they just in pain. I think she would have also said like, I'm sorry it had to end this way as you kind of were falling. Nah, I don't feel like I feel like I'm being electrocuted. I don't get a I don't you get the last word. I don't get a cool line. Uh, <laughs> as I just like disappear. Can I just say narratively, could you not you didn't shoot you just like jabbed at the fulgurite at me? Oh fuck. <laughs> I think maybe maybe it extended. It like became a blade. Oh mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah. <laughs> right through this is not how i expected tonight to go the last thing of claudius that we see is him appearing in a very impromptu dinner scene with just a massive smoking hole yeah what's the lightning scarring the name of it lichtenberg yes lichtenberg yeah and it's just kind of rippling all throughout you you appear before Lena and she catches you before you just collapse because, ow, and she's like, I was going to use my favor for something else, but it's okay. I have a backup plan. Can we get some healing over here? And we don't see what the rest of the room looks like. I was imagining him hitting the dinner table. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, yeah. Can we get an invite? <laughs> kind of how I pictured it is like she was still like up and talking with the guests. She's like, can I get a plus one for this dinner, please? I will explain later. They're like, okay, cool, summoned them. <laughs> and she's like, oh, fuck, that took longer than I expected. But the last thing we hear from Lena in this scene is, uh, well, I guess I'll have to use my feel, my favor for something else, but it's okay, got a backup plan. Can I have some healing over here, please? We go back to Cirque and Maeve in the rain, and places his hand on Maeve's shoulder and says, good girl. Oh, come. We have a long road ahead of us. 
I think she will walk with you. I think she will also turn to you and say, if you ever say that to me again, I will punch this through your chest. And she's kind of like has the little sword right there. And she, I think sheathes it like you would a dagger and it kind of like shrinks again. <laughs> and I like the fact that, I'm just gonna read this because of, of just wanting to show off the game a little bit because there's many ends to the way free for work. I think that an appropriate ending is the fighting is intense, but soon Maeve and apparently Circum yeah. dominate the field. Everyone else limps home for repairs and recovery. Yeah. So to end play, go around the table one last time. On your turn, bring up any unresolved questions you have about the character's fates. Say what you think the possible outcomes could be the other players can contribute possible outcomes as, as well. So we're not even writing a full epilogue. We are saying what we think might happen. So for instance, for Claudius, first of all, it's very possible that Claudius and Lena might come romantically involved if that's something she was interested in. But also, I think Claudius's instinct would be, we need to leave the city forever. I don't want to stand and fight here. I want to live. I want to help you and your family live. If the Ramses family was like, nope, we're staying, he would stay. But that would not be his advice. We, we are very far from Shalmir, and I feel like most of Lita's family probably, like, went on an extended holiday somewhere when the Undying Empires showed up. But, like, she was there to kind of help keep things together so she goes like yeah we need to I may need to return for one thing but I can handle that on my own and we go somewhere else and I guess we probably keep trying to find a way to stop the empire because we don't want that to spread forever but like how do we do that without destroying the world while we're at it towards the beginning of this session Circum had Claudius rounding up all of the witches. Circum was very particular about the places where these people ended up. But I'm sure, as we know, there was a great deal of activity down in the warehouse district near the old theater. And that whole part of town has caught fire and is, is in the process of burning. Unfortunately due to an increase of magical energies in the region and, quite frankly, malfeasance from a poorly trained Zamphir in waiting. Undesirables were not necessarily being stored properly in the detention facilities at various parts of town, and as we know, magical accidents are these things that are prone to happen. Five different prisons or buildings that were being used as prisons exploded shortly after the proctor and a guest had gotten several miles out of the city. There were many casualties, but this is, of course, a consequence of not properly managing magical energies in the spirit of just wisdom and from a place of expertise and experience. The place is in chaos, and the proctor has recommended that the Undying Empire exert more direct control over its subjects in order to ensure the Pax Vitae Infinitum, of course. My only 
clarifying question that I have is what is the Empire's plan to do or do about this shifted ley line that's here right now? Is it not something they exploit? Is it just a reason to take over Shaumir and, and do all these things to these witches? I think it's kind of bold to assume that, like, in the wake of all this chaos, especially after all of the very meticulous planning of, like, I'm going to make sure yeah. these people go here and these people go here, that they didn't go, now's the time. That there wasn't, like, some <laughs> kind of a thing of, like, hey, there will be a moment. Take it. And they go, oh, shit, fires are breaking out. Alarms mm-hmm. are going off. They're locking us down. Now's mm-hmm. the time. That was the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's even either potentially, like, very, very straight up fucking civil war happening. Or maybe there's, like, an Arkham situation where they, like, have, like, they've walled off this portion of the city. And that is where, like, basically, like, the witches run free mm-hmm. in that area of town. It's like you better not fry and go in there because you're going to get fucked up because the ley line is here and they know exactly how to use it. Yeah. And in terms of the in terms of the Undying Empire, that's an additional natural resource for the region. The plan was always to take it over and to... Because the Shamir controls the shipping lanes and the Undying Empire is meant to control the shipping lanes. The fact that there's now an excess of magical energy down there is probably going to create a slightly larger mountain of corpses, but fortunately in the Undying Empire, life is pretty cheap. So there's a very, very, very large army that is marching south. From what I understand, if you're in like the warehousing district, like this is, you're at the fucking harbor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If anyone's got control over shipping coming in, it's going to be the people there. It's not going to be anyone further in the town. In a very practical sense, what this has done those prison facilities explosions occurred and in some of them yeah like everybody inside died but in some of the other ones they like found the explosives that the uh or found whatever the runes or however the undying empire had been caused of magical accidents the entire time turned that into an opportunity to escape and now to your point Faye, to the epilogue piece that you were introducing the witches now control large swaths or portions of Xiaomir the city, probably out into the surrounding countryside. How are they interacting with the aristocracy? What's the position that the existing power structures? It's a great way to transition. Hey, Lex. Well, I think... Erstella drags his, his his absolutely just bedraggled self through the city, and through complete coincidence, he finds himself at um, a temple to the sun god. He makes his way inside. No one else is there, because it's nighttime, and it's the temple of the sun god. Why would people be here? It's bright as hell in this temple. Now it is. <laughs> He walks up towards the altar and in like a really manic state is like, was this all some trick, some prank? Give me the power to kill the greatest foes our nation has seen. And yet I still fail. Do you wish me to eschew the path I've already tread? 
you wish me to hail you as my god instead of the moon? If that's what you want, then that's what I will give. I will make you the greatest god on all the coasts and all the lands I can fathom. If that's what I need to do to burn the empire to the ground, I'll make my own coven. The coven of covens. Sun cult, sun cult, sun cult. You joining the witches, bitch? Let's fucking. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Yeah. This has worked out literally Hell perfectly yeah. for me. Yes. Everything that she wanted, more control for the witches, like the city really going back to them, like it's all beginning. Yeah. It's gonna suck when the queen shows up like fucking tomorrow, huh? Uh-huh. I mean, hey, I did I feel yeah, like the- this happened sometime like sometime before. Yeah. But it's gonna be a lovely situation. Irene comes back, she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> My biggest question obviously is what the fuck happened with the whole like vampire deal weird situation there i think that there would have been some very tense discussions between circum and Maeve. i don't think that she would have willingly put herself into a situation where she was ever outnumbered or outnumbered in a way that she, like, couldn't handle it. Like, she's not going to go into a room full of fucking brazen. And she mm-hmm. knows that he's got that whistle up his sleeve now, too. So she's like, so I know. I, I know your secret. I know you're ace in the hole. Do you stick with him all the way back to Ernette? I don't know if she would leave Shalmere. So I'm really curious, basically, of what she can, like, actually learn and discern that is truth from Circum, uh, because she knows, obviously, that every single thing that comes out of this, yeah, every single thing that comes out of this man's Mm. mouth is, like, propaganda eternal. I think the realest truth that you would learn is that unless you become a vampire, you will will be never, you will only ever be, like, a second-rate advisor. Well, and it was never really about being an advisor necessarily. And she doesn't really care about being a vampire either. She cares about understanding the empire. And I think whether intentionally or not, Circum gives a lot of that away to her. Even even in like, not necessarily what he says, but in what he doesn't say. Mm-hmm. What's the truth of the empire? The truth of the empire is it's all lies. Right. Their entire shtick is built on bullshit. Right. Yeah. Becoming a vampire could help. That just puts you in the masquerade, right? Like everybody is posturing. Everybody is jockeying for position. This whole excursion is theoretically putting him in a position to be second or third in line to be the Duke of the Gracious Fang Duchy. That's just a couple of assassinations. And he doesn't say that, but, like, you finally get a look at the org chart and to see how that could be done. So that's what I mean is, like, that 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 yeah. piece of information of, like, okay, here are the players. Mm-hmm. I can't play the game if I don't know who's playing. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that's her entire goal with Circum, as well as, obviously, <laughs> doing this dance of, like, 
I know that this works with other people. It's not going to work with me. And I can tell you're entertained by that because it's worked twice. Mm -hmm. And so I think that whatever happens with that circumstance, that is kind of like the, I would say the, the climax of their relationship. And then she makes her way back to Shamir because she's like, all right, I got what I needed out of this. I've planted the seed in this person of like, yeah, of course, you know, the Undying Empire is what it is and blah, 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 blah. But for a moment, it wasn't. And that's interesting. And sometimes, you know, who who can say what effect that will have if it has one at all? But I think that that's an interesting thing to just be like, yeah, that's that is always there and ever present in the mind of this person. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the most profound thing about Maeve coming in and doing this power play is? And I think like the climactic moment that makes it what it is, is actually when, I mean, if this is okay with you, I know we've joked about it. <laughs> they go to bed and Maeve tops and it is... Oh, 100%. <laughs> right. And it is the first time in hundreds of years of life that Circum has been in a position that is not one that he is is in direct control of where yeah sure that element of power play exists and that's real and that that's also i mean like in order to in order to do that there has to be some level of trust there right and so it's like so like that's like a very human moment it is no that moment, that element of trust, that bit right there, the fact that in that moment for this capacity, he actually can trust you and you do not betray that trust immediately. You asked when the last time he felt alive was and he just simply hadn't until they had that night together. And in the midst of hundreds of years of just watching people fuck each other over and that the only purpose of the exercise of power is for your own benefit, your own gratification and the fact that that moment happened and it was good for both of you that is (laughs) shit that is the heart of magic that moment of unexpectedness that moment of connection, that, that real true actual thing the first time in hundreds of years that he's experienced that and then the next day you've gone that's what's going to stick with him forever he can't back away from leading this army back into Shaomir he has to go back and he has to live out the normal rest of eternity knowing that the last time that he was alive was last night was last week was a month ago that he has a date to put it on yeah, was the biggest thing that has ever happened to him. Lena and Claudius, I feel like we both end up settling somewhere else to try and, like, keep working on a way. I still have, like, my connections. Perhaps we run into one of the Basberg runners that are running. I went out or some of the other runners from Zalo. And she keeps looking for a way and keeping an eye out for opportunities, moving pieces around. I feel like she also helps you craft a new identity 
So, A, not gonna get murked immediately if you get too close to any of the Undying Empire people, and B, so, this can be yours. They want to, like, give you a chance to, like, have your own life. That's one of those, I don't expect you to be with me every step of the way. It is your choice. Whatever happens, though, I have your back. But there is one day when she goes back to Shaomir. Had this image in my head since I came up with her name. And it's a while later, we see Irene appear in her room. She sits down to look at that book. See Lena sitting in the corner. So I say you found my book. I've got some work to do. Do I get an epilogue? I died. Did you want to bring up any unresolved questions about you have your character's face? Yeah, you go ahead. I think that Maeve always carries around that fulgurite, which is now this baller-ass fucking fulgurite sword thing. Does anyone accept the cost? I, I don't know. Fucking... Or Ursula would, but Lex does. Lex wants drama, give it, hand it over. <laughs> it's actually more dramatic if no one does. So actually, I was gonna say the downside for void magic is uh, uh, Claudius already has a feeling of emptiness inside of him. Oh no, that's not what I'm talking about. Does anyone accept the cost? Technically, Arstella was the last person to do some kind of magic. That's not That's not what I'm talking about. Then explain. We don't know what you mean. I know. I'm being intentionally vague on purpose because I'm a shithead. For the drama, for the intrigue. Give me the vague. Give me the vague. Give me the vague. Do it. Hit me. Do Anyone it. Else? Anyone else? Anyone else would like to opt in? Anyone else? Maeve, do you accept the cost? Oh, I'm so tempted, but I don't know what it means. Commit, 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 commit. Here, I will if you will, Faye. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> no, shut up, Rob. Faye, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> I'm the devil on your shoulder. I'm the, also the devil on your other shoulder who killed the other angel. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Inside of you are two wolves. They're both also devils on your shoulder. They're both also Lex. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're gay wolves. Anyway, let's kissing. roll with it. <laughs> I can't post and they're kissing. You just gotta doop a doop a doop 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 it. It's the epilogue, it's the finale. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Maeve is taking it. Yeah. Lena? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't think any of us know what. Is Lena the type of person who would accept the cost for something that she has no idea what it is? I don't think Maeve would do that unless she knew that there was like a, there is magic afoot. Oh, there's magic afoot. Oh, there's magic afoot, baby. Is it, she knows that like, is it connected to what happened? Oh yeah. Then yeah, cause it, it was my fault that your thing didn't work. I mean, that wouldn't have helped, but. Okay, Lena accepts the cost out of guilt. Gotcha. For Stella the cost, Maeve is accepting the cost. Claudius? Claudius is desperate enough to accept the cost. And Circum. Absolutely no, not. he's a bitch. He doesn't Absolutely get it. He's not. a bitch. Circum, of course, refuses. <laughs> I think that accepting the cost is something that Maeve understands is inherently a part of magic. 
as long as it's not something that like, oh, someone else is casting a spell at me and she could feel a vibe of like, I don't know, being hexed or what the fuck ever, it would be something of like, all right, you know, I know what I did. There is a conjunction when the four of you, not Circum, but Claudius, Lena, Christella, and Maeve are outside and you begin to feel the ley line shift. It is a cool autumn day. The sun is shining on your skin. The breeze is nice and comfortable. And in that moment when the ley line shifts, you're given a choice and you opt in and then you no longer feel the sun or the breeze on your skin. But the ley line stops moving. And the ley line stops moving. And that has been Hearts of Magic by Eric yeah. Shepard. <laughs> also, because I don't know if I actually got this full sentence out, Lena's full first name is Doria Lena. The name that was in the book that Irene stole from me. Oh, that's fine. That's fun. That's cool. I like that. Thank you for listening to Game Woven. Please give us a follow on Twitter at, at GameWoven. Join the Discord, support the Patreon, and consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. This week's episode featured Faye Morrell at Mendari, M-E-N-D-A-R-I-I, on Twitch and Twitter. <laughs>